Warning, this is Spoiler Base Podcast. If you have not seen 1996, The Phantom, do me a solid favor, pause this. Go check out the movie and come back and join us. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Colt45Podcast. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to us on YouTube. You can follow us on any podcasting app that's out there. That's Spotify, Satchel, Google Play, Podcoin, Podbean. You name it, we are out there. Today, Colt45 is powered by... Comabalooza, the largest annual multi-genre comic book, science fiction, anime, gaming, and pop culture convention in the southern United States. Held at the George R. Brown Convention Center in Houston, Texas. May 10th through the 12th. Featuring... Billy Zane. Goddamn right, folks. Also, we are powered by you, the listeners, the fans, everyone at uh, Patreon. Thank you so much uh, for your contributions. It's because of you we keep the lights on. Yeah! Welcome everybody to a slamming evil edition of Code 45. I'm your host, Beat'em Down. Today I'm joined by... Random Randy Savage! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, behind the scenes, we're supposed to have a Tifflebot on because uh, for those who know, a long time ago, she was doing a show called Combo Comics Cast. She did the... They were going to do the Phantom and they never did the Phantom. They were trying to get her on and I think... That she is actually cursed by Billy Zane himself. And yeah, that's why she, she couldn't join us. a creature we had feared for more than 3,000 years. <laughs> <laughs> so, unfortunately, she couldn't make it today. But um, shout out to her because she tried, man. We had a lot of technical difficulties. Literally, astral phenomenons were happening to where just shit would not work out. But we're doing the Phantom, guys. Headed by Billy Zane, who will be at Palooza, as uh, Randy stated earlier in the intro. Um, Randy, you ever seen this movie before? I have seen this movie before. I think I actually saw it in theaters. Whoa. Really? Yeah. But I keep getting confused with the shadow. Yeah. <laughs> they came around. They, they both came out around the same time. Okay. Uh, so two years earlier, I saw the shadow and then I saw the phantom two years later. And I was like, okay. You saw them both in theaters? I know for sure. I saw the shadow in theaters because they gave you a hat and I had that hat. That's kind of dope. Yeah. That's kind of dope. I actually had the shadow action figures. It was, um, uh, love that hat. It was pretty badass because it was like uh, the shadow action figure, like his head will retract like down Mm -hmm. and you could put like the shadows like mask on top of it with the cape. Right. He had two big ass guns. I was like, how do you how do you hate this toy? Exactly. How do you hate this toy? But the movie was forgettable. Just like this. I've seen this. Both um, Shadow and um, Phantom were like uh, blockbuster specials for me uh, where we rented these. Um, I watched it, but I have no trace memory of this movie whatsoever i have a really strong memory and movies like this test that like metal all the time i, I like a, the shadow I, I have a we were still talking about the shadow <laughs> I'm, i figured that was gonna be my thing today it's like you know what we're just gonna talk about the shadow no dude like i i, I thought i remember liking the shadow i mean the goddamn you uh the phantom but when i was watching it again like nothing was ringing a bell and i couldn't believe it i couldn't believe it like one thing i remembered and it's like the most innocuous, unimportant thing of the entire film. And uh, hopefully I remember to bring it up when I come across it. Okay. But um, I, I knew of the shadow. I mean, God damn it. You fuck, you're fucking me up. This is your fault. This is your fault. I know. I knew of the Phantom um, way before the movie even came out, though, because I used to watch this cartoon called Defenders of the Universe. Oh, okay. And it's like, basically, if you couldn't afford the Avengers 
and you just go into like these old comic strips and like pull these guys together like that was the group oh and it was like a like, you look it up it's pretty interesting it was a ragtag group of a bunch of guys with like the, the, the phantom all you almost got me again the phantom stood out among them all because i thought he looked the coolest but i couldn't remember what his powers were and then there was a cartoon obviously that came out in the 90s uh phantom uh, 2040 oh yeah it was an okay. aeon flux looking kind of cartoon all right i i remember sherlock holmes of the 22nd century that's what i remember Ugh, god oh, both sounds like terrible ideas anyway you could tell how much we like this movie how much we like describe other things that we like right um let's get into it i will say this um it's a different time in comic books uh for comic book movies so we get the intro of uh, how the sh- the Phantom came to be in a record one minute and thirty seconds, mm-hmm. literally, they were done. They're like, <laughs> this boy, they crashed. Pirates came, killed his dad. He swore revenge. <laughs> he washed up on shore. African people found him, or whatever. Uh, indigenous people found him. He got the ring. He's the Phantom, and let's go. I was like, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. There were pirates, and they didn't really explain that there was a four hundred year time jump here. No, they're just like, hey, it's the same boy from, like, whatever, time period, whatever. I was like, okay. okay. so, yeah, so it was done on purpose. So the audience has felt to believe that this is the same guy right. until we're told it's not later on. Yeah, sorry, guys, spoilers. Spoilers. But, um, yeah, so we, we, we pop up in a jungle in 1938. So it was like, I feel like we're still in the mummy times. So this felt, yes. this felt apropos. It, 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 it didn't feel too bad. Like, we're taking a small left turn. Oh, before the 1950s, all men wear hats. No. <laughs> so we get the darkest timeline, Indiana Jones, right? Yes. Where we have our boy Ajax, man, James Remar, dog. Like I, I can't lie. Anytime I see James Remar, what, what I'm doing this show, I do get happy. I do. I've, I'm, I'm feeling that now too. Where it's like, hey, it's James Remar. It's like an the old man friend. Of a thousand faces. Right? <laughs> yeah, he, he's the man that never dies. Yeah. He's the ghost that walks. That's he's the ghost that walks. I would watch that movie. <laughs> James Remar has been in like, oh my god, he's been in so many episodes we've done over the course, even before your tenure, dude. Like he's been, like we've done the Warriors, the uh, Horns. Like he's in like too many things. God bless like, him, man. That's nice that like we did a Come Up Palooza movie last year with James Remar, and now we're doing another one this year. So which one was that one? Django. He was in Django. Oh my god, he was in Django. <laughs> that's right. That's twice. right. Yeah, he was in it twice. <laughs> He really is the man. Wow, he's the man that never dies for real. He was the Phantom that, in Django. That's the movie people should make. The James Bond <coughs> movie where he's just different lives of all of his different movies. <laughs> yeah, so he plays uh, Quill, who's evil um, uh, Indiana Jones, right? Right. And and how is he evil? You ask. Um, when he's riding with this crew, they have this little boy who's a uh, darkest timeline short round. This kid named Zach. Yep. And he like mouthed off to him or something. And James went for a hellacious elbow to the nose. But he missed because PG. Right. Or PG 13, probably. But he missed the elbow. And I was like, Jesus Christ, you're trying to elbow the child in the face? And it was something about Cool I did like because he appreciated the dangers of, of stuff that they're coming across, like in this adventure to go get this uh, skull. Mm-hmm. There's this uh, rope bridge. And they're driving this big ass truck. And he's like, I don't trust this. I feel like we need to do something else. I was like, yeah very wise yeah, i like what you're it's doing it's like it was built by all these brown people who really haven't seen automobiles probably not rated for this weight like what are you gonna do eh, let the kid drive it dude was not ready for that was not ready for that though. i was like holy shit they had this poor child 
drive this truck. I kind of want Quill to, I want to believe that Quill wanted him to make it, but I think he wanted the truck to make it more than the child. He's like, come on, you can do it. I think he was talking to the truck. It was pretty fucked up. I, I actually think, like, when he gets across, he has more respect for the kid. He literally, like, all right. And he's like, all right, let's kill the kid. No, no. We might need him to drive the truck back. Yeah, that's, that's pretty it, much it. That's and it's pr- like, really, though? Because I feel like we saw the truck go on its own, and it's like, you know, add another couple hundred pounds, you know, maybe another 50 pounds to add another adult driving it. It should be fine. Nah, I, like, would, uh, I would just be like, nope, I'll carry the skull. You drive that truck back. Because uh, yeah. I kind of feel him on that, sadly. But um, we get the, you know, the guide won't go any further trope, you know, mm-hmm. as, as ones to do in every every movie ever in the history of ever. It, you know what? The one guy who did go further with them, he got stabbed to death and bled everywhere in Hellboy. Oh, okay. That makes sense. That might, You know what? That might be just um, just Sherpa protocol. Just like, nope, you might be used as a sacrifice. Yep. Don't go any further. That's like a Sherpa union guide. Okay. All right. If you see something like this, the symbol of don't go here, let's not go there. Why not? Because you will die. Don't go there. They're going to use your body. They it's don't care your about your contract. Us. Don't go there. If you saw yourself in the credits, then you're allowed to go there. But if you. <laughs> so when they get into this fucking cave, right? His homeboy finds the skull. <laughs> Rest in peace, Styles. That's his homeboy, Styles. Styles gets the <laughs> he gets the skull, and we get like a callback from the mummy, because like the 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 rotting skeleton corpse chokes Styles out to death, and I'm like, how? <laughs> like, like fight harder. So, so I would have thought like I didn't realize he was gonna get all Legend of the Hidden Temple like killed, but like. <laughs> I thought maybe just there was a dude with his arms in the skeleton and just like grabbed him and like, ah, oh, choked you out. The skeleton choked you out. But no, that was literally like they made it look like the skeleton did that. Yeah, you got, you like, got murdered by a husk. And I'm, I'm like, just. How do you not just break those arms? Or just, just like. Yeah, fall back. Like, try. Try to live, Styles. Like, Styles didn't want to make it apparently because he, he had no fight in him because he knew that he wasn't destined for good things after he let a kid drive a truck over like a rickety ass bridge <laughs> so with all this hubbub going on the jungle goes buck animals are just going ape shit everybody's losing it and this masked man wakes up and he's like it's time so i gotta say the accessories the phantom has kind of hilarious <laughs> it's like i'm it's a mishmash of things it's weird because like you see him he has a dog named devil it's a wolf all right okay, okay. cool he has a little ring uh, uh honestly his um if you if you've seen this movie guys his his uh costume is about as comic accurate as it can get um they didn't overdo you know how movies usually overdo the armor and stuff or the clothes to try to make it look more crazy but they all they did was have like a very faint uh skull motif on the suit like super faint like you wouldn't even notice it because you can't notice it. It moves around too much. Right, but it's still cool. I I, I honestly like the costume uh, a lot. So he has that. And then he has a white horse. Because why not? And um, some guns. <laughs> and I'm like, if he's the ghost that walks, why does he need guns? But because it's PG-13, the guns are only used for, are basically tools. Yeah, I, I noticed that doing the body count. And I was like, you know, for a guy who shoots a lot of guns, kind of not really good at it. 
They're just utility. Uh, they're, they're only for utility purposes. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're like he only uses them to like shoot things that are inanimate that move other things or grapple other. Th- and I'm like, then why not just a sword or a multi tool? Like, just, like, just have a multi tool in your pocket. Nunchucks. <laughs> <laughs> if we're gonna get ridiculous on things, we might as well go full tilt. So. I get excited because like the Phantom is now hawking down these bad guys on a white horse, and he literally slams evil. Like within like ten minutes of the movie, he grabs a guy and throws him into a tree. And I was like, "Oh, cool! Evil has been slammed. I am I am satiated. We're good to go." Right? Right. Quill is freaking out because he's like, "I already killed this man years ago." He's like flipping the fuck out because he's buying into the legend, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of stuff we got to talk to about that <laughs> later on. So the Phantom's like he's rolling up on the truck, right? And so, you know, we, we get the typical uh, good guy on top of a vehicle fight scene, and um, he, he's attacking Quill, and he sees that Quill has this um, the spiderweb tattoo on his arm, which is the exact same symbol that was on the pirate ship flag when the little kid got jacked up and stuff. <clears throat> so Phantom sees it, he gets more pissed, and like now the fists are like hey, landing a little bit heavier. They weren't like just shoves and slaps. Now they're just closed fist punches, right? Right, right. And um, I like how uh, Quill just stabs the shit out of the Phantom <laughs> and bails. <laughs> it's kind of a smooth move. Stabs him in the gut, takes the skull, jumps out of the truck. Like fuck you, I don't give a shit what happens. And then we find Take out the truck, bitch. No. Right. Then we find out um, Darkest Timeline Short Round is actually tied up in the truck. So, because, like, they hit the rope bridge, shit goes fug nuts, and the truck is about to fall. Lab coat came on mm-hmm. here at this point. Sure. Because I was, I was kind of curious how a rope tr- bridge, they were so unsure, could hold this truck in a normal capacity. Somehow, when it turns the truck completely over, wraps its vines to the point where it can actually physically hold the truck mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for, I don't know, the length of... 15 45 my whole 20 minutes and it's like only until the phantom shoots a like a, a suspended like vine 20 yards away that the truck does actually fall yeah also i love the convenient they fall cause they, they fell through the top of the the little uh fabric tent of the truck right and they just conveniently fall into like a cat's cradle nest of uh of uh, vines I hate I hate when that happens. I hate when um when somebody like just conveniently catches some shit. All that was dumb. I love how like the truck just explodes horrifically when it hit the water. Mm-hmm. Because that's what happens, man. But it, it was just all Indiana Jones callbacks, like this whole sequence. It's very like, and this is where we put this thing. And it's like, yeah, but it didn't lead up to that. No, this is where we put this thing. <laughs> like, all right, all right. So okay. it's over. And we cut to the skull cave where we get a uh, uh, unnecessary expedition dump and uh, skull MacGuffin exp- exp- explanation as a uh, Billy Zane with his glorious hair. Even though it looks like '90s hair, though. It is '90s hair. Okay. It's the '90s hair. Such- it's the same. It's the same haircut he had in Titanic. Ah, was it? I never seen Titanic, so. Yeah, it's the same haircut. I was already imagining it being slick back. It's a gorgeous hair to hair. I'm not. Let's not get that twisted here. No, that's fine. But uh, he has his servant. Like, you know, patching them up and they're like, you know, going back and forth as he's reading this book in the skull cave about whatever the fuck for whatever reason. And a part of me was like, ah, man, this servant situation, I got to research it to see like if there's any racist uh, undertones for this. Right. 
Right. I mean, just having a brown person work for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was just curious because uh, I, I, I couldn't watch the rest of this movie if I, unless I like saw what was really going on, right? So quick, quick tangent. I inadvertently found out about because uh, I was thinking about the spirit actually. Oh, okay. There are a lot of these man. It's I, know. Like I know. White guys in the thirties had like emotional <laughs> traumas, and it's just like only one of you can be Batman. The rest of you have to be obscure. Right. So, I think Batman just shone above all of them basically because it's all the same guy. <laughs> essentially, it's all essentially. The same guy except either you're a cop or you're rich or. Right, so the uh, the spirit had a sidekick, which was a uh, African American little person, mm-hmm. or as, as they said back in their time, nigger midget, a uh, white. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Sorry, whitewashed Jones. You know, maybe it's because Batman was the only one who had an English butler, and everyone else had like minority characters as sidekicks, good like Kano and the Green Hornet. Good point. And like, good point. That's a good point. Um, but yeah, so White Wash Jones is this giant bulb-headed black dude. Okay. Like, like he had this huge head, <laughs> and uh, I only saw one panel where he's like, "I'm White Wash Jones. I could play a mean harmonica, but I could play an even meaner watermelon." And I was like, "Oh my god, fuck the spirit." So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, moving on. Then, ironically, I looked, I found up, you know, Shazam, he kind of had a guy that kind of worked for him. And his name was Steamboat. And um, Mr. Popo looks modest. Mm. In the way that they drew Steamboat. Like, I don't want to find out. Like, no. like, like Homer Simpson's, like, you know his his five o'clock shadow. Like, let's say that's yeah. his mouth. That's steamboat. All right. So luckily, I didn't find nothing about the phantoms. So I was able to move on, even though I tarnished two other fucking properties in my mind. Jesus. <laughs> yep. 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 Back to the movie. So his dad appears. His ghost dad mm-hmm. appears, which confused the shit out of me. Like, what is happening with this ghost? Dad? I okay. So like, I'm the whole time. I'm going back to the shadow for a second. Everyone, just <laughs> calm down. Shadow has powers. He has he has a mystical arts. He has the ability to read men's minds. He can blend in with all the darkness. He I mean, can just, just remember, make illusions. We're, we're gonna be doing the guns. shadow eventually. Just keep in mind. We're gonna no. be, <laughs> just don't I'm, go I'm, too I'm, deep. I'm just like I'm just talking about it. Okay. Like, if I'm comparing the two movies, we're not trying to. Though. Like, I know, I'm not trying to. <laughs> but I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> What are we gonna do if we do the shadow? Like, what's gonna happen? Because we gotta do the I'm shadow. I'm gonna be like, as I said back in the Phantom episode, <laughs> and then they all just stop talking. <laughs> what are the Phantom's powers? Is my point here, uh, dude? That's the sad part. It's like nothing. Not a damn. Not thing. a goddamn thing. Like I guess plot armor. That's it. That's his power. The it's like he can wear a bright purple suit and no one can shoot him. And nobody cares either when he shows up in certain spots. So, but the ghost dad, the, the ghost dad was scolding him. And I was just like, I, I don't, why? Why are you scolding him? And we cut back to New York City where we have a Miss Diana Palmer who is, uh, I feel like this trope was only strong in the 90s. Uh, very self-aware, non-damsel in distress. 
I think so. It was like they tried to push their, you know, hashtag feminism movement as hard as they could right up front. And it's like, whereas nowadays we just build a whole movie around it. And it's just like we try to give it in subtle doses. It's still a welcome trope. It's just. I'm, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying. It got done to nice death, though. There's like, yeah, I'm just like, it's nice that there's like this thing. And I feel like, never mind. I'll stop talking about the shadow. Never yeah, thank you. <laughs> So it was also in the shadow too. I know, but it was in a lot of '90s movies. It was in a lot of '90s hero movies where you had like the, okay, the yeah. chick just. I they mean, all had the same girl with a lot of moxie, and I was like, okay. right, right, and, and like it got annoying towards like, okay, well, you can still find other ways to do it, but but they always find a way to have another secondary female character just undermine the entire thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's at this rich family foundation dinner for uh, for her family. You know, her uncle's mm-hmm. there. Um, um, the whole night, and like you know, they're trying to pawn off this uh little cheesy dude that wants to smash her, and you know, because she's technically a debutante, right? But she's a uh, the fuck is she? She's, like a she's an explorer. She's, she's explorer. like Amelia Earhart mixed with a little bit of uh Dora the Explorer. I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was really I wondering. I know, no, because when you started that, I was like, who the fuck is you about to compare her to? Because I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing else. Dora, like, I'm sorry. Yeah, the, the movie version of Dora Explorer. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So, right. so like Laura Croft. There. Oh fuck, you're right. <laughs> sorry guys, Whoops. I don't want it all the way down to like, <laughs> hey boots, which way should we go to find the <laughs> Jesus. Um. Sorry for being sick, guys, during this episode. Uh, also, I gotta say, uh, okay, so the, it's a, it's a smarmy guy, right? The smarmy assholey dude who's like constantly mm. trying to get into Diana's drawers. I don't remember his name, but what's cool is like in the in the in the Phantom comics, um, Lee Falk, the creator, actually had intentions of him actually being the uh, alter ego of the Phantom. Yeah, that makes sense. Because, like, Batman has this thing where it's like, it's Batman, he's dark and brooding. And then there's Bruce Wayne, who actually kind of is kind of a dick. He loves to, you know, bang women and leave them on a, on their doorstep the next day. And, like, I just I just show up when I want to, guys. Sorry I'm late. Kind of drunk. Right. But we know it's not him because he fucking, like, kisses her kind of against her will. And is like, swear that there's magic behind it. And I'm like, ugh. Well, that that's also the '30s too. It's uh, like, you know, you're the you, you kiss a dame, and you know, and if you don't like it, you can hit on a father's mustache. Like, <laughs> Show that woman who's boss. So we Some we Valencia oranges. Nice. Just stop it. <laughs> <laughs> the sack of oranges, the Ben Crosby method. Uh, yep. Yep. Sack of oranges. <laughs> so, <laughs> so enter the one of the wackest villains of all time. That we cover mm. in Code 45. Xander Drax. This name alone irks the shit out of me. But he's played by Treat Williams. That's right. The Substitute. <laughs> he, his character. My God. Just the most smart. But I, a part of me kind of appreciates how hammy he is. He reminds me of the Jesse Eisenberg version of Lex Luthor. His dad. Like his yeah. grandfather or some like, shit. This would be Lionel Luther in the Batman Superman universe. Yeah, like in the 1930s. It's like, yeah, man of industry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's his vibe, the whole movie. The whole movie. No matter what the situation is, like, yeah, we're going to get these skulls, see? Yeah, put them together. I'm going to take over the world. Yeah, I don't like black people. What? What? Yeah, what? It's common, whatever. Relax. Fair enough, Jax. 
So like uh, Diana's uncle <laughs> is pressing him. He's like, I don't want you here, you scum. My newspaper's been talking about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we know we know who you really are. We know that you're into, like, you know, mob-type shit. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. See, man, man. How much is your newspaper? I'm a man of business. I'm not, I'm not doing anything fishy. Yeah, you know what? I'll buy your whole fucking newspaper. How about that? Like, <laughs> pretty... Wait. How is that not fishy? I know, right? So, um... <laughs> I'm going to control the press and build a wall. No. <laughs> I mean, we saw that coming from a mile away, right? Come on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you should expect that from us eventually, guys. So, um, we have this like uh, little personal, like quieter meeting between uh, uh, what's her face's uncle, Dino's uncle, and a couple other dudes of industry. And he's like, "No, dude, like for real, this dude Jax is like he has connections to the Sing uh, Sing Brotherhood and some other shit. Like he's into some like Illuminati type evil shit." And like we need to handle this, and he shows the pirate symbol. He's like, "This is all, it's one of the things we have against them, but we don't know what it means yet. We got to go into the jungle to find out." And you know, Diana Lorcloth slash Dora slash Amelia Earhart is like, "Yes, let's let- go, Boots. Let's go find the evil pirate." <laughs> so she volunteers to go, like you know, kind of do the shakedown, and he's like, "Bet." So unfortunately. Your boy Drax has somebody on the inside already. Right. And because like, what oh, evil snap. politician wouldn't buy other evil politicians? <laughs> right. So Drax knows that they're on to him. He got to mm-hmm. do something about that. Right. So you also found out that there was a librarian that basically kind of sold him out a little bit. And mm-hmm. this little contraption annoyed the fuck out of me. Because in Drax's office, he has a golden microscope. That is set for a booby trap. And, they, and he shows it to us. Like we, we get the Chekhov's gun or Chekhov's microscope uh, mm-hmm. where he like shows that blades come out of the fucking microscope if you turn the focus knob. So then the librarian comes and they're having this conversation about him betraying him. And I'm like, okay, so somehow, some way he's going to like shoehorn this microscope into the uh, conversation. Could he have not just shot him? I feel like if you're going to just have the body disappear somewhere and it's like, if no one's going to come to the screams of this guy's eyes being gouged out. Yeah. You could probably get away with just shooting him in the face. Could you have just done garroted him? Anything. Why? Why? Why is a microscope? Like, did you have the microscope built specifically for that particular thing? Or you just always had a murder microscope? No, that's his thing. He has a murder microscope and he has it on the desk. And he like it's it's mounted to the desk, so that way, <laughs> so that way, you, like it, the guy tries to move it, and it stays right there. But what if you're like, not a scientist? Out. What if you're not like? What if you're just a just a person? Like hey, then just, he tells them that there there are pictures of naked women's ankles in the microscope, <laughs> and then and then he just hey, I know you're kind of into the I know you're kind of into the, the scene here. Maybe if you want to just take a look at these. Nice cankles I got here under this microscope. I'm like, Jesus Christ! You know what, Sally? I think I will. Let's do that. Huh? So he? Yeah. yeah there's no ankles at all. Oh, my eyes! Right? Because he sees the word liar. Maybe. Maybe he sees it. If there's two knives in the thing, all you see are knives. I don't. I don't. Wanna, I don't understand why. They, why we got the shot of seeing the word liar when so he really? We know what he saw possibly, or just he like, never saw that's that. So dark. He saw blades in his fucking eye sockets. Like whatever, dude. So many questions. So many questions. So 
while that's happening, the plane that Diana's on to go, you know, to uh the other reason why I kept thinking about Lex Luthor is because the plans seem to have these problems where it's like, well, you could have just done this if you already knew this. Right. Right, 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 right. But, you know, whatever, dude. But no, we're going to have more elaborateness of, like, God, you're going to find your mother in the whole city. <laughs> Bro, I don't know. So the plane is jacked, right? Sorry. No, you're good. I'm just annoyed with this plan. But the plane is jacked, and... uh we get Femme Fatale. Her name is not said for a grip, but it's like uh, Sala or some shit. Sala. And it's motherfucking Catherine, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Zeta-Jones. A fine ass. She dips beneath mm-hmm. the God damn. And she's here to undermine the uh, strong woman. <laughs> oh, yes. She's just here to be sexy Femme Fatale. But she sees Diana. Because uh, Diana, like, you know, gives herself up immediately. Cause they're, like, they're, they're like, we want... To find Diana, or motherfuckers is gonna start dying. She just points a gun at a random chick, and Diana's like, "Nope, it's me. Let's go." Uh, I also, I also like in the like, in the whole span of like from two from nineteen ninety six until at least two thousand when she stopped making movies about nope two thousand six because there was still intolerable cruelty, and I thought she was hot in that. And I think that was in two thousand. Yep. Okay. So for like ten years, <laughs> she was my crush. For sure. But I've also noticed she didn't need to do a, like any kind of different accent. It's the same oh, no. person no matter what movie she's in. Goddamn right. And I'm just like, bet. Hey, all right, fine. It's probably why she just stopped. It's like, this is one note. I'm done, guys. Was, yeah. I'll never do anything different. So, um, you know, Diana took off her mask to show how hot Sala is. And, how, you know, Sala slaps the shit out of her. And, uh, <laughs> and um, they're, they're snatching her up. So we get... We get our Commissioner Gordon for this movie, which is a uh, Captain Horton. Yeah, he's like the head jungle police dude. Yeah, basically, you know, Britain and they're colonizing, you know, the deal. But he's a cool dude. Yeah. And uh, Captain Horton, you know, lays down the foundation to the Phantom that, uh, you know, Diana got snatched up because, you know, he has a link to the uncle, yada, yada, yada. You got to go find a Phantom, you know? He's like, I'm on a commissioner. And he doesn't he, he doesn't do a Batman. He doesn't fade out like Batman. No. He, it's, like, he, it's the same voice, was, no matter who he is. He like, was gonna walk out the front door and he's like, maybe you shouldn't do that, Phantom. He's like, oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, you're right. Be mysterious. Whoops. Oh, bad. I don't like Phantom and I, I don't like uh, it's like I like the costume, but I hate how just chill he is. You're the ghost that walks, the man that never dies. You're just like, hey, what's up? Oh, also. Check this out. Did you know that in the 1970s, uh, they were actually going to try and make a Phantom movie starring Adam West? That would have been awesome. That would have been fucking... If if they if they would have just used the same plot from this, I would have been down. Yes. Same plot. Nothing changes. Nothing changes. <laughs> I would love it. Oh. I'm not going to lie to you. I love every second of it. What 1970s, like, yeah, special effects? You get to see them on a horse shooting guns like with utilitarian purposes bro be fucking... i would have given this movie so much more credit had it been made in the 70s that's a good point and he would have he would have had like talking time with the horse and dog yeah he would like actually it would have been a scene of it with him chopping it up with the horse and dog for real for real like that would have happened anyway wow, you devil <laughs> so after he learns about the snatch up you know he immediately goes to the ship to go uh save her like broad daylight by the way um yep. 
And like uh, we find out that you know the Finn Fatal and Quill are working together. They're all part of the fucking same syndicate. And Dana gives two fucks that she's like captured. She's talking all the shit, all the shit. Yeah. No, no worries she, about death. She knows her plot. She's strong. full of moxie. She don't care. <laughs> so this is this is the crazy part. So the dog devil, who has to be a sentient animal, that's like harboring a ghost of a past phantom or some shit. All I thought was like, okay, so maybe the Phantom's power is he could control the animals, and that's like, not really po- kind of like talk about because he kind of can. Of, he's part of the jungle, and I'm like, okay, he kind of can. Like in the comics, he does have like dominion over certain animals and shit, but they don't really talk about it here. It just happens. And I'm like, if you're Tarzan, why do you have the like? If you're like Tarzan, Batman, and <laughs> why are you wearing the purple? Why wouldn't it be green? Huh. Why wouldn't it be brown? No, Phantom Motif. They 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 probably thought black was too spot on, so they were trying to find the next cl- closest dark color. I would have gone with midnight blue. Blue would have been pretty clean. Maybe darker purple, like yeah. like it like when the light flashes on it, it glows a little purplish. And they're like, did you see that? And then that that would be enough. They're like, and then it just turns into blackness. Whatever, mm. there's no light on it. I might need to direct you to go see the um, the sci-fi 2009 version of the Phantom. They try to do. Oh a, god! They try to do an updated version of it. Okay. And I want you to look at that. You know what? Let's take a moment. I want you to type in "Phantom Sci-Fi 2009," and I want you to see what happens when they try too hard. Oh, okay. And then I want you to respect the suit <laughs> from 1996. Let's see, sci-fi. Mm-hmm. I just, I just want you to put some respect on the suit's name. Cause like I get I what you, I get what you're saying, but I want you to see what happens when you try too fucking hard. What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> <laughs> he, it is over the top, and the acting is horrific. The show looks bad. I couldn't even put myself through watching the show. Maybe for a pour up one day, but I can't. I can't. Anyway, so when when um, Devil does recon, the uh, Phantom sinks on the boat. And there's like this conversation about boots between the ladies. I hate the girl talk conversations that's written by guys in movies. Mm. It's like, let me see those boots. And like Catherine Zeta takes the boot off and is like, I knew it. It's from sex. You bitch. You think you're humble, but you got these expensive ass boots. And like um, the piece of paper that your girl um, Diana tried to hide uh, that had the uh, web on it, like fell out of her boot. Right, the clue that she was following to lead her to the jungle. Right, which is like, you could have just committed that to memory. What are you doing? (laughs) Why did you you need that? Regardless, she's trying to hide it with her foot. She can't hide it. She finds it. And uh, your boy Phantom is trying to roll up on some dudes in the showers and like, you know, hold them at gunpoint and find out what's what. And uh, it's nothing but chicks. It's kind of funny. Yeah, it was awesome. I wanted to see Adam West. (laughs) Like, Billy Zane did a pretty decent job. It was kind of funny and campy, but can you imagine Adam West holding up of women's shower with guns? And they'd be like, oh, no. ladies, like, I apologize, oh. please. Apologize. <laughs> apologies, ladies. But he's still like, tries to holler at one of them, though. <laughs> I'll be outside when you're done. Um, so he goes down this fucking, I guess, laundry chute. What was this hatch? Because this hatch I called all the bullshit. Because he jumps down this random hatch because he's being shot at by other chicks in the boat. 
And when he lands, he lands literally in between Sala and Diana. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? It, it definitely feels like it was a laundry shoot because it's from the shower straight down to another hold that's quiet no one hears about anything. So I'm guessing, yeah, that's where they keep the laundry machines. Where, were there laundry machines there? It was, it was just a chair. Is that part Maybe of the Maybe it was just where they kept the black people who washed things. There were, nowhere, there were nowhere to be found in this movie. But, um... <laughs> yeah. Maybe they don't have Tuesdays. They don't work on Tuesdays. That's what they did. That's their day. So maybe this is why Purple is such, so important, Randy. Like, this is why the suit is so important. Kasala sees the Phantom, and she wants to fuck, like, immediately. Right. Like, she's... This is Christmas for her. She's like, oh, oh, yes. <laughs> All of this. What is going on? I want this. <laughs> she immediately changes sides as soon as she saw yeah. the Phantom. Show she pulls a gun voice. on him. She pulls a gun on him anyway because it's her job. And he snatches the gun, and you could like literally hear her vagina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good thing she's in the laundry room. There's a lot of wetness going on. <laughs> and she tries to kiss him, dude. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck is <laughs> what the fuck is going on? But Diana tries. I thought that was like her superpower, just like, oh, okay. Well, I'll show you who's powerful in sexiness. Come here. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it was literally nothing coming from it because she was trying to. Um, I thought I thought it was poison. Because mm-hmm. that would make sense. Because you know, she, yeah, like she, she, it, yeah, that would make sense in a Batman esque kind of way, where it's like the fifties Batman. It's like poison ivy makes out with you and you die. Okay, right, right, right. I was like, okay, so this is poison. No, nothing. And then like Diana one shots her. And, like, I love how this is a key arc for Sala. By kissing someone who's not into it literally triggers a change in their philosophy. Yep. Then she has the full-on Invisible Woman Sue Storm from Fantastic Four 2004. Uh, I, hate, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Where she's like, why won't he have sex with me? Right. Well, clearly he loves you if he's not trying to get in these guts. Regardless. Um. So... The Phantom almost accidentally reveals himself by like saying that he knows who Diana is, and Diana, because yeah, he's not a very good, he's not good at keeping his secret identity secret. No, no, but he plays it off. He plays it off, and like Diana's like, I don't need you, person in a suit that jumped out of nowhere in the middle of me to save me. I'm gonna go on my own because I'm independent as fuck, right? I'm sorry, weren't you tied up two minutes ago? Pretty right. sure you do, right? But the Phantom immediately gets captured, so it's kind of like that's probably a good decision by Diana. <laughs> Yeah, and, and and the capture is unnecessary because he has the strength to break free from four guys holding him, but he was just waiting on Quill to get jumped by Devil because Quill had the gun on him, and like, oh, is this where he sees the belt that he had the belt of a previous Phantom? Yes, and he's like, "How dare you?" He's like, "I'll kill you again, you piece of shit!" And then the dog fucks him up, and I love how this is lame. I love how the dog fucks up Quill. But then stops and just walks off to the left. <laughs> yeah, it's just, he just devil, devil was like, "All right, I'm done. I'm done fucking you." I thought it, I thought it was more like he was like, I'm "Focusing on you, guy." Oh no, treats. Hang on. And like that's exactly. What, I mean, that's really what happened <laughs> behind the scenes. He just somebody pulled out some fucking alpo, kind of like bacon, and just like what bacon? Yeah, I'd rather. I mean, I, I get it. They probably didn't want to have the dog get kicked, or you know insinuate the dog got hit or anything because family but it was just a weird shot just show him 
just show him escaping looking a little roughed up. So the implication will be there. Why do you have to have the dog just stop everything and be like, you know what? I'm done, guys. Because he could have just stayed on Quill and they never would have caught up. No, well. But whatever. <sighs> so <laughs> they try to escape via plane and everyone's shooting at him and shit. You know, of course, no one gets hurt. The plane doesn't blow up because the gas tank was hit. But plot armor. Mm. Plot armor, dude. Plot armor, you know, always helps. And so th- this part is funny to me because, like, Devil, the dog, decides to leave and go find the horse and right. literally talk to the horse. We have an interspecies conversation between a dog and a horse because they can speak the common tongue. And I'm like, powers have to be involved with this, right? This has to be a powers thing. This, you can't train this. Okay, so I feel like your your thought about the phantoms reemerging as animal pets for the new phantoms that makes more sense in this thing, where it's like, Charlie, <laughs> you have to go save Dummy over there. He, he's in a plane. He's about to die. Nigga, did you just really call him Charlie Horse? <laughs> came up with a clever horse pun name oh Jesus Christ <laughs> so that's his name now I don't give a fuck he's Charlie Horse that is his goddamn name I don't give a fuck so the horse is like bet you got it man and he's like basically finding the path to follow the plane these, these animals are insanely intelligent because they're tied to the phantom through mystic arts of his magical ring and belt <laughs> Yes. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, maybe if you die wearing those streakings, your your soul is like gets thrown somewhere. Yeah. Whatever. That would be awesome if Billy Zane died and he became a parakeet. <laughs> Billy Zane would be a snake. Yeah. Let's just keep that real. Because they has to keep the, the the forehead and the head. The, the whole the whole nine has to be. Yeah. Yeah. What other animal? Like a monitor lizard? <laughs> Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like Billy Zane. I wouldn't do him like that. I know. But um, he'll be like the most attractive chimp. <laughs> God, look at that gorilla! It's amazing. Jesus, it's like a huge silverback gorilla, and it's just like dropping up on people with his like, "Hello, ladies." <laughs> oh Christ! Um, what the fuck was I? <laughs> oh yeah, so the plane is losing fuel because it got shot in the gas tank. This is another trope I've seen a billion times in life. And we make the you know the daring escape where he does some daredevil shit where he um, slides down, jumps off the plane onto a horse while the plane is in weird autopilot mode, and um, tells Diana to jump. This should never work. It's an amazing stunt, mm-hmm. um, and yet this is the second vehicle that he escapes that explodes. This is just that a thing. is very true. This is just a thing. It's just a thing that happens. He just things explode a lot. So um, now we have the horse chasing the truck that, um, no, the truck is now chasing the horse mm-hmm. with Quill, Quill and company. And um, we, get, <laughs> we get the assist by the good old rope people of whatever the fuck country this is. It's the same people from the rundown. Oh, my God. They just live in the trees. And oh, my God. The trees. Yeah. Wow. What's, what is with, what is, what's up with, the, what's up with. Native people in the ropes, like in, in in these two movies, like they have to be related. 
It just, I mean, I feel like it's just, because the little kid reminds me of tiny uh, Eddie Reyes. Is that how you say his name? Reyes. Reyes, sorry. He's Apologies. Overly ethnic to his name. I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> his, his Asian just confused you. You just fucked it up. You just added more. I didn't want to like go really Mexican with it. I was like, okay. Eddie Reyes. Eddie Reyes. But uh, yeah, the raw people like I'm. I'm assuming they killed those guys. Yeah, I'm or assuming. Ate they, them. Yeah, they roped them up, ate them, hung them, snapped their necks, whatever. Like the Ewoks, they just have their heads like their skulls, and they're just like banging on them like drums. And I love how he just waves at them like, yeah, thanks guys. And he's like, who are they? Oh, those are my folks. Let's yeah. go. Let's take this. My, those are the people who raised me. Right. Let's take the scenic route over to the Skull Cave, and it's like beautiful vistas and sceneries, right? And then. <laughs> Honestly, if you change the music, you can make this a very ominous twist because it's all nice. And then he takes it to the skull cave and it's like, this, is, nope. this one in well. And I he, brought the woman to sacrifice everyone. Right. But he basically takes her into the cave to give her a pearl necklace. Like actual, an actual. Yeah, yeah. A, a, well, it's black. It's a black pearl necklace. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's a real one. Not not He's the, the one. who came walking. <laughs> So yeah, I like how he saves her life, takes her to a cave to give her a pearl necklace. Like that's that's a, that's a chain of events that happened, and it's hilarious. That's another thing that Batman did too in the '89 Batman, where it's like I have you have something I want, and then we like he she passes out and he groped her up, and like okay, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so Captain Horton's there to greet them, you know, and we get more exposition about the Singh Brotherhood, right? So right. back in New York. Your boy Jax is happy about the skull. Ah, I got the skull. See, man, man, yeah, this is cool. But look at the fucking paper. See, she's fucking alive. What the fuck? But again, my point goes to if the objective was to get the skull, who gives a fuck if she knows about the Sang Dynasty? <laughs> Pretty much. And technically, he's not really related to the Sang Dynasty at all. And it's like, then again, if she's told someone in the jungle, what's this? Oh, it's the Sang Dynasty. We've been fighting them for 400 years. We don't even know where they are. Okay, that's a big-ass dead end that doesn't lead back to Drax. Exactly. Kinda. Exactly. And it's like, that's just more time. Like, why would you waste time and effort and people to hunt down this woman? And like, now I'm definitely involved in some criminal activity, even though you guys didn't have any proof of it. But now you're a witness of it. And it's like, you just created more problems. Yeah, yeah. Also, they need more than one skull. That's another thing that popped up. It's like, oh, there's three skulls now. It's like, oh, shit. So the law How of conveniences. find Dude, I don't know. The law of conveniences got real out of hand at this point. Uh, once they found out there was more, more skulls. Um, <laughs> even Dragon Ball, like in Dragon Ball Z, were like, no, this is more of an issue trying to find Dragon Balls. This is like, we have to actually search the world. But yeah, it's this place, everywhere. This place, it's just law of proximity, man. So We only have this one thing that shows us where it is every like 400 feet. Right. So like Quill is like, yo, dude, it's this phantom guy. He's the problem. And like, I killed him before. And like, Drax is like well, okay but then we find out that you know Quill didn't fight him like a man he stabbed him in the back like a bitch mm-hmm. so that matters because if he would have fought him face to face he would have won now we're going to get to this because this irks, this irks the shit out of me <laughs> it irks the fuck out of me but we need to move on okay. so the, the fin- phantom in the jungle right and there's like there's there's no way he's going to come to New York and, and like be a problem for us 
Enter in Billy Zane's alternate ego. I don't know what his name is. Kit Walker. Kit Walker. Handsome dude with cool circle shades. Looking like he belongs in the 90s, though, even though it's 1938. It's a cool looking cat. And uh, this is the part that I remember from the movies. Is uh, He had a cabbie. And he had no money. And he gave him like these whack looking jewels and trinkets. Right. That's what I remember from this movie. Nothing else. At least in the shadow when he had a cabin. <laughs> he saved the guy's life. That's how the shadow. That's how the shadow organizes his organization. I'm afraid to watch the shadow because I'm gonna be like, this is way too similar. It is, and that's what pisses me off the more because it's like the shadow did it much better two years earlier, and it's just like. It is like, oh, I have a cabbie guy who follow. He's my Batmobile, basically. It's oh like wait, I forgot about this whack ass like p- the first ever PowerPoint presentation ever happened in the history of man. Oh yeah, where yeah. Jax is like, man, we're gonna get the skull, see, man, and like ultimate power, <laughs> And he's talking like one of the mob guys, are like, I can't do this, Jimmy. I believe in Jesus. This is too demonic. All this, I mean, that's that's essentially what he did. Yeah. I'm a Catholic. Uh, I believe in Christ. What the hell is all- Jimmy, let's talk to his brother. Like, Jimmy, like, let's go. Hey, I kill people for a living, but I still believe in our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm like, <laughs> I'm- you want to go back and try that again? <laughs> right. So he's trying to balance. He's like, <laughs> Jack's ain't having Like, You can't leave this meeting. Like, I just told you my plans. So he throws a spear at him and like kills the guy immediately. And I'm like, huh. Through the shoulder, yeah. but whatever. He dies. And I'm like, okay, so now we see that Drax has some strength. I guess that was the point of I that. don't know where that comes from. And it never shows up again where Drax becomes Liam Nidus <laughs> for like two seconds. And like, <laughs> fucking like, fuck. And literally staples a dude to a wall. I mean, you gotta be pretty fucking strong to do that. We're just, it's just showing that he's ruthless. He's willing to kill and get his hands dirty, I guess. And he's strong enough to. Because then when he pulls his spear out, it's not like, uh, it's a thunk. And I'm like, Jesus, he buried that shit in there. (laughs) I like how he checks the wall. That was kind of cool. It's it's fine. But inconsistent at best. Yeah. Because it would have been made more sense. Like, I think there was. No, that was the Phantom who did that. Like, if he grabbed the Phantom by the throat, had this guy looked like Kingpin. Like Michael Clark Duncan Kingpin, I would have bought that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't want Michael Clark Duncan throwing spears. No, no, no. <laughs> so like, <laughs> Maybe like if they use like Goldberg. Oh yeah. Oh, that'd be dope. Put him in a dumb wig. <laughs> and have him speak with that act like, "Hey, you got Moxie, kid." <laughs> so fucking um the the guy who was like trying to sexually assault Diana earlier at the party, he shows back up only to just. Mentioned that he kind of remembers where a jade skull would be. Yeah, and that is was it, his bit. That was his, that was his only important part. And it's like literally at the fucking museum in New York. And they didn't have to travel; they just had to drive down the street to find a jade skull. As they get to the jade skull, your boy, oh, because Kit and Diana have a pass. Yada yada yada. Because they have a, they literally have a on the ride to the museum. They explain that they have a pass, and she was mad that he left. And he's like, I had to go for reasons. All right. My father died, Diana, and I had to go take over the family business. Business or what? None of your fucking business, bitch. None of your business, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so when they get to the museum, he just he just smashes the window open to take the fucking like what the fuck? He smashes the window to try to take the skull, but then Drax is there like perfectly to be like, oh, we're security. And they knock him out 
and they take the skull. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, there's ice cream and cake in the next room, guys. Go go check that shit out. I'm like, what? What the fuck? So when they have the two skulls in the in the in the bag, because you know, we gotta wrap this up, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, the, we gotta move it along. The two skulls start start making out in the bag, and the bag is smoking. And there's a convenient map because they're at a museum. And the skulls use their eye beams to shoot exactly where it's located, the third skull. Because we, we conveniences, guys. Yes. Because if, well, if the map wasn't there, what, what would happen? What would happen? What, what I would happen? I, I, my thought was that the skulls were just going to burn a map or like coordinates just on the like wall and just like go to the place. That would be cool. Yeah, go to the place where the the darkness rises and the sun sets in the east. And I'm like, so maybe a clue. <laughs> right. So Sala Sala shows up the whole night and she returns the bitch slap to Diana. Uh, and like Kit, um, yeah, because they they split them up for some reason. They split up Kit and and Diana when they capture him. And Kit escapes on the stairwells and he, <laughs> I guess he had a suit on him the whole time. <laughs> he switches to his suit. And he, he takes out two men using his thighs. Oh, yes. I'm, the shapely thighs of death. This is the nice, supple thighs. <laughs> Chokes out two guys. But then, but then to Jack see that the skull is located on a map uh, where it's the devil's vortex. Because I guess the Bermuda, the Bermuda Triangle has rights. No, they can't use it. Copyright infringement. I don't know. Or they wanted it. They wanted so bad to say the devil's anus, but they couldn't do it because they thought it was too much. Maybe the devil's triangle. Sorry. There it is. So, it's a shot at a uh, Brett Kavanaugh's bitch ass. But um, <laughs> it's unnecessary. That was unnecessary. I'm just mad at the state of things. So the devil's vortex. It could have been the devil's triangle though. It could have been anyway. Yeah. You know what? They knew it was a sex act. That's why they passed. That's what it was. Anyway, as they're going down the elevator, I love this. We get another cool use of guns for not the use of guns. Mm-hmm. Where uh, your boy repels down the elevator shaft using guns as the uh, the repel tool. I couldn't stop laughing at that shit. Just why? Just why? Just because ha- why don't you just have a whip then? If you're not going to use the guns for I, what they're purposely for, you keep picking like- better weapons that would work. Nunchucks and a whip would have been fine. <laughs> your whip. Yeah. It would have been fine. So he gets down the elevator shafts and like he just steals a horse because he has to have a horse. And um he's being chased by these really good motorcycle cops. Mm-hmm. Like the best motorcycle cops in New York can, can never offer. Like they they do stunt jumps after him. And don't miss a beat. I and mean they're they're brand new motorcycles. I mean, they're they just literally state been of the art. So yeah, they're state of the art. <laughs> they really are. Why would you not have test pilots driving these things? Yeah, basically, it's two Hal Jordans chasing him. Johnny Storm and Hal Jordan <laughs> chasing this guy down. <laughs> but he escapes through a zoo <coughs> because he's able to keep a Bengal tiger from tearing him to shreds. Yeah. Because the Bengal tiger respects speak him. with the animals. He can commune with nature. We don't know that. That's why his, purple, his purpleness makes them go, oh, you're one of us, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, dude. So, it's weird. <sighs> so, luckily, the cabbie finds him, and he takes him to Jax, right? Because of conveniences. Law conveniences. Mm-hmm. So, Diana 
and Sala are in the other car, you know, being captured and shit. And she just looks back at Sala and is like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> and that essential question shakes Sala down to her fucking core, dude. Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, does nobody ever just have a regular conversation with Sala? They just fuck her and leave? Is that? That's what it was. Jesus. It was from her daddy to her uncle to this question right now where it's like, there's no, why? Why are you like this? Right. So, like, the ghost dad shows up to talk to, like, uh, the phantom and is like, hey, man, let me explain how I died. Quill stabbed me in the back. So, I'm like, wait a minute. You were in the, you were the phantom looking like y- how you look right now? Yeah. This old, feebly man shuffling around in a skin-tight purple suit. Because he's the ghost who walks. But it's like, how does Quill is like, you, you look a little, I don't know, younger? He's a wrinkly man. It's not like they, cho- it's not like they chose... Like Josh Brolin type of old guy. Okay. So in Batman and Batman uh, Beyond, mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne wore a nanotech suit that enhanced his strength and gave yes. him like the right. ability to be forty year old Batman when already, he was sixty five years old. Yeah, uh huh. Right. So the Phantom Purple suit, that's why it had to be purple, because it was given to him by aliens. <laughs> It right. works the same way as the nanotech. We're done. We're done. We're moving on. We're moving on. If if that's the case, he shouldn't have got stabbed in the spine. He did. He should not have. Oh, he should not have. Yes. No. But it cuts off the circuitry. It's like it's not like you know. Right, we're done. It's not invulnerable. We're done. we're done. It's still malleable. We're done. We're done. So we found out that there's no powers at all. No. Just no. man strength and 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 balls. And thighs. Right. So he crushed men with <laughs> so he stealths onto the plane right and and like also he has insane endurance or maybe the suit keeps him keeps him warm he should have froze the it back. has to keep him i'm like i'm going with the suit being nanotech because <laughs> he should have froze the back. plane ride is from new york to the bermuda triangle somewhere in the caribbean guessing maybe right that's at least six hours six hours at an internal temperature of 200 degrees like below zero, just flying through the air, and you don't die of exposure. <laughs> and you're good to go when you get out. <coughs> yeah, yeah, you're you're limbered and everything. You're not cramped up. It's like that's like how do you, you can't say he doesn't have powers. He has some level of uh, then the, the animal dominion, like some type of something. Nanotech. So we get to the goddamn devil's triangle, dog. Because aliens. What? Triangle. Yeah, I know, right? Did you do your hands? Do you do your hands like? <laughs> Yeah, I did. Good. Alien. <laughs> so they land, and pirates literally flip onto the scene. And like Quill calms the whole deal down. He's like, I'm one of you. Showing his stupid ass tattoo, right? And they all. I went to, I went to Fort Lauderdale last year. I got this tattoo. Look. <laughs> so Sala is like, I got you, Diana. Don't worry. Because. This pirate vibe looks mad rapey, but I got your back. <laughs> and we get motherfucking Kiri Kiriyuki to uh Tagawa, man. Mm-hmm. Motherfucking Shang Tsung himself playing Cabal Singh. Like, and Cabal the leader, yeah. And Cabal Singh is actually the actual bad guy in the Phantom series. Why, why God did they write in Xander Drax when they could have used Hiroyuki, motherfucking Tagawa? As the bad guy the whole time. This is when I got mad. Like, more mad than usual at this movie. Because it's like, you had a better villain and you just wasted him for the he last two minutes? so cool. His mustache was, like, ridiculous. But 
Oh, you know what it was? You know what it was? Because he's Asian? No, it's because two years earlier, in the shadow, we already had an Asian villain. Oh my God, you're right. What the fuck? You're right. So they had to switch up the game. So they're like, we can't do it again. There's no way. (laughs) This movie's so much like the shadow. Xander Jackson is the X Factor. That's why his name begins in an X because he's the X Factor of the movie. So it's like, there's no. He's got two guns. He's, it's, yeah. What? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hey, dude. Jesus Christ. <sighs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. So um, <laughs> I just, just crossed out the Phantom. I like, and then the right Cold Forty Five does the shadow. Yeah, we we can literally take a day off. <laughs> just just rehash the same episode. Just replay this one over. Just like, yep. So I like how um, during this whole conversation, as he's like sitting 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 on his throne talking to him, he's like, "You ass hats." There's a fourth skull because uh, uh, Kabai has the, has the gold skull, the third one, <clears throat> and somebody was my oh because uh, Xander wasn't in. He didn't have the advantage in the situation. They're all captured. So the brother of the guy who got speared to death was like, you know what? Fuck these cats. Uh, you can take this shit. Just get me the fuck out of here. And he's like, how about you get some of this can? He's like, excuse me? <laughs> That's death in the whole movie. He shoots this nigga in the chest with a cannon. It was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. He flew more than 10 feet it was like 10 feet times 20 <laughs> that's how it works human body hit with cannonball definitely flies back 10 feet oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. He, he went into the water it was glorious i enjoyed every part of that um every part i, I like joy well, james remar was like no i'm one of you i killed the phantom and he's like um, join the fucking club. We all have. I I enjoyed every part of that. Like his power went right. Like the, his, his the, the mysticism behind Quill just went out of the window right at that moment. We realized Quill is officially expendable now at this point. Because mm-hmm. he's like, so the fuck what? And then Jack's like, man, man, but I got the Phantom's girlfriend. She, it's like, ugh. And that matters for some reason. And, and like then Kabai is like, I'll rape her later, no problem. Yeah. But thankfully, the Phantom, you know, does not have any kind of atrophy at all. No. Does a rope drop kick. Nanotech. Yeah. Uh-huh. He does a rope drop kick, and the battle starts. And then Salah does flips, and everyone's fighting. And then we finally get Kabai versus the Phantom, which should be the matchup that should have happened from Jump Street. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a shark moat. Yeah. Just out of nowhere, and, and, and the Phantom's cornered. Randy, I give you the honors. Okay, well, uh, it didn't seem like a very good fight to me when I was like, you're like the battle to end all battles between the leader of the people who killed his father 400 years ago and the f- and now the f- and oh no, he fell right like right into the shark. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He uh, uh. he thrust at him with a sword. Mm-hmm. He sidesteps him. Fucking Kabai goes in the water and gets destroyed by his own shark. Because of his ability to commune with nature. Sure. Sure. Aliens. Waste of talent and muscle. Because they had a decent sword fight. Yeah. 
and it just ruined it. it oh just, my god! That's why they couldn't do a sword fight. <laughs> no. That's why they couldn't do a sword fight. <laughs> Damn. <sighs> so here's the plan. They gotta escape, guys. Right? Guys, you really should watch the shadow. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. We need to we need to follow the shadow up soon. So Salah's gonna help the good guys now because she's no, full. Yeah. She full face turned. She's turned back to, to, to the side of good. She saw and, how easily these guys get murked. That's a good point too. So the Phantom is like, all right, you guys get into this little thing. I'm gonna shoot you out through the torpedo, and I'm gonna use this chain to escape because I can survive anything, even though I'm just a man. Because mm-hmm. that 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 chain ride can kill anybody. Let's, let's keep it real. No, if the plane ride didn't kill him, flying through the water with you know sonic blast behind him ain't gonna bother him none. Fair enough. So he's he he implements the attack. He shoots it, and this chain is conveniently long, and like, it goes forever. And he gets attacked because Quill and, and Xander are not having this shit. Quill finally gets his comeuppance by accidentally getting vaporized by the skull. <laughs> the three skull. All three skulls combined, right? Into yeah. like, and speaking of Legends of the Hidden Temple, it looks like a prop from there. It looks oh, like yeah. this the same the, material from the, the Golden Monkey. The shrine of the Silver Monkey. Yeah, it looks like the exact same material. It looks so stupid. And like, you know, Treat Williams, fuck, I'm sorry, Xander, Xander Jax combines it, and he's and it's, it's a cannon, and he shoots it and vaporizes Quill in, like, whack fashion. And, um, you know, Jax is now drunk with power. He's all crunk. He's like, I didn't know he could do this. I'm going to take over the world! And he shoots at the Phantom, and the Phantom's like, you asshat, I have the fourth skull as my ring. I was like, I knew that. Yeah, it's like, he's he's decorated in skulls. How is, like, yeah. Yeah. Everything has everything had a skull motif for a while okay. now. My other question now that I, I like, sure. I'm looking at this, if keeping these three skulls away from the Shang Dynasty or whatever was a big like the big deal. Like it was big. They shouldn't have all three. Mm-hmm. They already had one. Yep. Why weren't they trying to pursue the other two? Why couldn't they just take the fourth one from the Phantom if they when they killed him? Why not take his ring as a trophy? Wouldn't that make sense anyway? Just just off of GP. Why is it? Yeah. Why isn't that night the goal? It's like that's like we're trying to kill the Phantom. Why to get his Wait, ring? Stop. Have stop. Power. You're, you're about to make a better movie. Quit. Oh, sorry. Don't do that. You're about to make uh, a better plot. Do that yeah, will actually make sense. Yeah. 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 So we get a um, laser battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really bad. And um, we get a PG-13 explosion of bodies. Like, Drax is, is unable to fight back the beam. And, like, instead of seeing blood and guts and stuff, you just see, like, <laughs> literally yeah. subtract Drax and add flaming explosion. <laughs> it looks so fake and dumb. It was bad. It was like, ugh. And that explosion was enough to take down the entire cave system because you got to have something has to self-destruct for you to escape in these type of movies, just like the mummy we just did. Mm-hmm. So this is the second self-destruct sequence, escape from flaming wreckage we're having yet again. Oh, and the chain was conveniently long enough to last for both battles between Quill and Drax. Mm-hmm. It was it was a thousand yard chain. So it breaks. He jumps on. He grabs the chain, and he also he's an amazing swimmer because there's no way he should have caught up with that boat. He could hold his breath for forever, obviously. Oh, my God. My God. 
This so, movie would have been much better if it was Animal Man. <laughs> like, nothing else changes. Everything's the same. Animal Man. Anyway, um, Phantom lays out his it, origin to an old girl. And he, like, absorbs the powers of the animals Stop. around him. And just, he can, I know. I know it's better. I know it's better. Let's, just, let's just end this. Let's end this now. Let's end this now. Let's end it now. So, like, the Phantom lays out his origin to old girl. He's like, there was, like, 20 dudes before him. Right. You know, we pass them out whenever they die. I don't know how word gets out that they die when they move on, but whatever. They have a wake. They have a waking nightmare, and they're like, "No, it's my time." Right. So as he's explaining this in the tomb of uh, you know all of his fallen brethren, you know, they kind of just glance over the fact of like, "Oh, this is dangerous. You can possibly die." But I'm gonna like in a weird way offer up my womb, mm-hmm. like you know, in a in a in a whatever kind of manner. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, you might. You have to knock me up to continue the tradition, possibly. Or my son could possibly get killed in the future. Or what if we have a daughter? What are we going to do then? All Female questions. Phantom. Yeah, all questions. Not, no, no. You know, God, it's a 1930s, bro. That'd be awesome. I'd watch that movie. I actually would watch it. I would I would enjoy the suit, too. And see the man who walks. And it's like, nah, I don't know. That, that was really, that did not look like a man. And I was like, how is that not lying in this movie? Somewhere. <laughs> Fair enough. But, um, yeah, so the ghost dad is like, I approve of this. It's like, well, who cares? Blah, blah, blah. Diana reveals that she knows his kit, which is like, you should. Yeah. You should know his kit because. He's not very good at this. He, he never even changes change his, his voice. voice. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So it's like. Mm. His posture stays the same. It's like covering this mask covers maybe a third of his face. So, you know, the scene where he was about to take off his mask, and he didn't. Yeah. It's because he couldn't. In real life, because um, Billy Zane shaved his head to uh, have that um, cow fit him perfectly. Oh. So the scene that you see him with his mask off kissing her was like shot completely out of sequence. I thought it was more like a Grant Gustin kind of thing where it's like he can't take the hood off or the mask off because it's all molded in one piece. And it's like if you ever watch The Flash and you see him take his mask off, they always cut away. Oh, always. They have yeah, to, yeah, 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 yeah. Because they have to literally stop the cut. Stop the edit and then take it off and then give him the half mask that he has so he can finish the move when they come back. Right. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, but not this one. <laughs> so he's like, I want you to marry me and I can like knock you up and we can like continue the lineage. She's like, yeah, that's cool. No, I might be back possibly, but I'm out. To yeah, see but she's an independent woman. She's like the beginning of single ladies. She ain't going to be down for this shit. Nice. So she bounces, even though she was totally down. She leaves because, you know, we're not going to force this love story, even though they did. Mm-hmm. And the ghost dad is like, ah, I can't believe you fucked that up, essentially. And he's like, but whenever he does drop loads in there, I can finally rest. And then that's kind of the end of the movie. That's literally how the movie ends. Yeah. <laughs> that's literally, that's kind of, Yeah. You know what? I feel like uh, Diana was in a much better movie about a person who was possessed, who gets powers and like has to have a mission and stuff. And it's just like I didn't figure this out to the end of the movie. She's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> I didn't. Fig- I didn't remember this until the very end. All of the movie. right, it's tally time. <laughs> <laughs> Look it up. She is. Yeah. Let's. F- I don't care. I'm done. Let's find out how many people were horribly murdered. In this movie via uh, weak ass zombie skeletons. Let's get into our body count.
Random PG seven. movie, guys. Seven. Seven dead. That's a solid number. Solid yeah. number. It's not too bad. Um, all right, folks. Well, unfortunately, it was PG, but let's get into the nudity, folks. Let's get skin deep. The answer is a whopping zero, but you know, if you use your imagination, you know what Billy Zane looks like, butt ass naked. So enjoy that, ladies. That's for you. Um, we got to find out who our favorite character was in this movie. This will be a little challenging here, folks. Uh, let's find out our Joe Grizzly recipient. Let me introduce myself. I'm Joe Grizzly, bitch. Random Randy Savage. Mine's going to be a Salah. It's Captain Zeta Jones. Mm, she deeps beneath the lasers. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna give it a quill. Yeah, that's a good one too. I'm gonna give um, it to James Remar. He's very important, and like he was really acting his ass off. Like I believed Quill. I wish Quills is just the bad guy, and not Xander Drax. I would have, I would have been okay with that too. Like, have Quill been working just for Shang Tsung at the end, <laughs> just to bring the skull to him? That'd have been perfect. I would have been, yeah. Drax is the anti Grizzly. He was trash. He was, like Treat Williams, how dare you, sir? And like he was like, it's not all his fault. He did he did what the directing and the writing asked of him, but like it was bad, 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 bad. Bad. All right, man. Final verdict time. Knee pads or slippers? What that means is if we truly love this movie, we'll give it a maximum of two knee pads, where we fall to our knees in the worship position, giving the movie its just due. Or if this movie's absolute trash, we'll give it two hater slippers where we slide on both feet and watch old feeble men get stabbed in the spinal cord <laughs> and do nothing. Right, Randy Savage. Knee pads or slippers. So I'm going to go ahead and give this one hater slipper. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, I fell asleep. Damn. Again. Damn. Uh, and it's like, I and what what was worse is like I fell asleep. I woke up and they were really like James Remar was talking to like all together. And I was like, oh my god, I'm like how far away did I pass out? It had only been like ten minutes. But and uh, but it felt like two hours. Like I just passed out for two hours and like oh I missed the whole movie. But the ultimate power of the skulls and then the twist of the fourth skull and I was just like I don't want to say it, but I'm gonna say it anyway, guys. This movie's set in like 1935, right? So in a few years, they'll be in World War II. And then a few years later, we're going to actually see, humankind's going to actually see the world's most powerful object destroy two cities in reality. And at least the shadow did the same thing. And it's like, the worst thing that could ever happen is an atomic bomb. And I'm like, there, worst evil imaginable. That makes sense. But no, three skulls that we happen to have lying around that no one really wants until someone does. And it's just like, why even bother then? <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> a little old shadow has been pumping throughout this entire fucking thing. Um, yeah, wasn't he bad, man? Like, I... <sighs> honorable mention to Billy Zane. Um, not just because he's going to be a compaloosa, but honestly... I did like him as the Phantom. It was just everything else around him 
didn't work. And he, I was sitting here like, why did we not get Billy Zane to play Batman at any point? Yeah, time? yeah, yeah. Billy yeah. Zane as old man Bruce Wayne right now, I would totally buy that. Oh my God, yes. I like if we can't get Michael Keaton, call Billy Zane. No, like Billy Zane always had the look. He, I mean, and I know, I, I get it. I know why he took the Phantom. I know why he did it. And, I'm, right. and and that's the weird dichotomy behind it because like if like we said if Adam West did this movie verbatim verbatim there's, an earth, two there's an earth right now where like the Adam West did the Phantom and the Phantom becomes the thing we're like oh my God did you see Phantom versus Aquaman and it's like oh. <laughs> or Phantom versus the Shadow that's what I want to see yes and give but, Phantom powers give Phantom powers like. Neil, just basic, basic coming back from like if, if he literally right. was a ghost that could walk or could phase through walls, on top of whatever r- ridiculous animal shit, fine. Again. Or keep him yeah. in the jungle. Keep him in the like literally leave him in the jungle. And, and the better match would be Phantom versus Tarzan. That would make more sense. Phantom versus the Ghost of Darkness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The one beast that won't listen. Anyway, as we come up with better ideas, folks, we're going to shut this down. Uh, any shout, I'm, I'm going to give a shout-out to everyone who's part of the uh, Common Palooza podcast program. Um, mm-hmm. That's, you know, nerdy bitches, of course, all day long. Uh, gentlemen, no class. Um, Goddamn. I know uh, B-Rob from Random Ramble is going to be there, past guest. Um, I said nerdy bitches, right? Nope, nerdy bitches. Nerdy bitches, past guests as well. Um... Trying to think who else, who else, who else, who else. Walter the Geek, Rawcast, a bunch of people from H-Town. Um, Bri-Fi. Bri-Fi, of course. My God, dude. It's just every time we have an event where we got to meet up with him, like either I flake or he flakes. So I keep forgetting. <laughs> but shout out to Bri-Fi all day long. Um, but yeah, man, we're looking forward to everybody uh, meeting everybody there. Uh, shout out to everybody else as well. Uh, my homeboy, Ed and Aaron from State to Take. Shout out to y'all as well. Uh, fans on patrol as always Tifflebot I wish you were here sorry you couldn't make it for this one um, Soul Wizard and oh also congratulations to Superhero Speak for doing 300 goddamn episodes Jesus yeah. Christ um, that's a lot and um, yeah man we're, we're done we're done um, Randy got anything um, no I'm good alright well we'll catch you guys on the flippity flapper next week we'll be doing Independence Day yes it's gonna be awesome catch y'all next week